Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday, January the 19th. <laughs> My, um, I haven't, I'm trying to think of what I've done I, that I haven't told you guys about already. If I've read anything new, oh my God, I have the reminders of him by Colleen Hoover. That's, that's on my Kindle. Electric Idol by Kate Roberts, which is the second one to Neon Gods, is also on my Kindle. So I shall keep you updated on how that may go. What about you, Stevie? I got nothing. <laughs> Actually, um, I read Claim by Laura Pavlov, which is the final book in the Willow Spring series, which is a very emotional roller coaster of a second chance romance with a country singer um i love that it was so good and it was the perfect ending to that series i even sent lara a text and i was like hey can um i'm gonna need you to write a next gen (laughs) i'm not ready to leave willow springs yeah um and then I downloaded the reminders of him. I'm going to start that tonight. And I think that's really it. I haven't really, I mean, I downloaded a lot of books the other day from KU because I found some good ones. I was like, oh, I'm going to read this. Oh, I downloaded Lingus. Yeah. We, you need to read this book with me. Hold on. We're going to put, we're going to, if anybody does it, hasn't read Mariana's Zapata yet, or if you have, you know what Lingus is. Um, it is a book by Mariana Zapata and it is on KU. Now, this book, I'm going to just read this blurb because you're going to laugh your ass off when you hear certain words in this blurb. Most people would describe Catherine Berger as a responsible girl with a big heart, a loyal friend who takes care of those close to her, and the per- the possessor of a wicked sense of humor. There was my something about her that most people didn't know. My name is Kat Berger and I love porn. Um, when 25-year-old Kat is dragged to a porn convention by her best friend, she's both embarrassed and nervous. The last thing she ever expected was to meet someone who makes her laugh like no other. This is a story about acceptance, friendship, and a love born out of the most unexpected of places. <laughs> they meet at a porn convention. <laughs> And he's apparently a model. Oh my god! I was laughing so hard when somebody tried to explain this book to me, and I was like, "Cause I'm almost ninety nine point nine percent sure that the January book boxes for BWB are going to be Mariana Zapata and Lucy Score." Yeah. Do you remember when Lucy Score was on the podcast and she was telling us that story about how her husband took her on the first date to the junkyard yeah. to investigate a car accident? That was the clue. And it also said she loves tacos. And I was like, it's Lucy. That's so cool. I was like, if anybody needs to know the confirmation of what that story is, she told us on her podcast episode. Yeah, you can go back and look. So 
I'm almost positive the other author is Mariana Zapata, and I would love for it to be this one because the cover is, the cover is, <laughs> I just love this cover so much too. But I would love to see what they do with so it. I love that cover. I also love that cover. I like the name. Who comes up with the name Lingus? I don't know, but I like it. Like kind of Lingus. Like I like it. Like it's funny to me. Yeah, you know what kind of Lingus is, right? Yeah, I know what it is, but like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so. So that's all, right. all I got. Well, that's all I've got. Also, our guest um, is here, so. I guess we'll just hop on over and get to chatting with uh, the author that we have today. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Katie Ray, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for having like a, a name that was easy for me to pronounce. <laughs> Sometimes these authors get on here and I'm like, fuck, it's another name that I'm going to have to ask them to say 9,000 times before I get the hang of it. All part of my plan, really. I was like, <sighs> easiest thing in the world. So it's, it was nice. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that my brain doesn't have to work into overtime today. Um, <laughs> we're super excited to have you. Um, I like to just do a little icebreaker of how is the weather where you're at? Ooh, uh, we're in South Florida, so it is gorgeous i mean it's oh must be nice five eighty degrees must be nice <laughs> sunny i mean we're good but it has been dipping in like 50 at night yeah and let me tell you i'm not built for it florida, not- florida people are freaking the fuck out they're like we are, we are. i my split with socks on last night my husband was like what's going on and i was like <laughs> i have no idea uh, i need a vacation to the equator i need to get out we're back. my mom has was born and raised in maryland but she grew up in florida and she is still not used to the weather we are about to do um we are about to have snow so there's that where are you i'm in north carolina oh yeah yeah north carolina doesn't get snow very often either let me fucking tell you something oh my god this is not important at all but (laughs) people get snowed and just number one and people thought that they were gonna fucking I, you would have thought it was the fucking apocalypse the way people were acting because i guess it doesn't snow very often where i'm at i'm That's originally true, though i'm originally from the mountains so right about this time right now we're about 12 inches deep in snow you know fuck we yeah, drive to so school and that shit and i have hey, fucking i have family ahead. that's up north and they're like are y'all really shutting the schools down i'm like look we don't do this okay yeah, like, yeah literally we don't look. yeah that's how you I know, feel. We when they when you come to visit, you're a little weirded out by some of the things we do. I mean, don't don't. Yeah, don't question it. us for I shutting mean, schools we, down. We <laughs> when a hurricane happen. comes, we're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> just had had like, to put board up the windows. We maybe had like three inches here. Schools were shut down. Works were closed down. Nobody was on the road. I was like, what the. F- Everybody, first of all, and the grocery stores don't even fucking get me started. You saw my grocery store. I had to go grab a cabbage. I had to go get cabbage today at the grocery store on the way home. And God bless, everything was gone. I was like, thank God, I'm just going to get cabbage. We were were stationed in Virginia Beach for a year and a half, two years. Mm -hmm. And my husband was out on a ship and they would patrol the Caribbean. Yeah. Well, so while he's down in the Caribbean, I'm up in Virginia Beach. Well, you know, Virginia is a southern state, but 
it got colder than I was used to and they had like their first blizzard and the schools were shut down for like three weeks I did not know how to drive in it I was not prepared I was home with two kids no groceries I couldn't move my car I had no proper snow gear I had to walk I I am not kidding I had to walk half a mile down a busy highway with off-brand Uggs slipping down the sidewalk just to go get milk and bread and milk bread. gotta get that bread and milk and some stuff and I, I told my husband I said when you retire you are taking me home I am I am never coming back here again no, no. I, I have to be below the Georgia line or I am not okay so yeah yeah, yeah. I get it <laughs> yeah I was like you'd think people fucking about to the apocalypse was happening or some shit it's crazy I sent pictures of my grocery store to MJ the other day and she was like uh are you okay it's like damn what, what is happening there? There? and it happened yeah, in my grocery store whatever's like, going on with like shipping stuff i was like damn that's what happened at the grocery store the snow apparently yeah. but anyways there was the first tangent we're gonna move on back <laughs> to the questions that we have so stevie's gonna take it away for your reading your uh, specific questions for your book and then i'll go second so stevie start it off i'm gonna start with an easy one because i actually read ranger uh, Lori was the one that actually convinced me to read this. So what was your in, in, uh, initial inspiration for this book? Um, I think, honestly, um, the inspiration for all of my military series was, um, and there's only two right now, but I think the initial inspiration was I decided one day that <laughs> we lived on um, a military base when I started writing. Yeah. And we lived on a joint base and there was literally, this was in Virginia beach. Um, there was literally a family from each branch and we would all hang out and it was weird. And I thought, how unique. And I thought, I don't know. I said, if I, this would be a fun, this would be a fun thing to write about. And I, yeah. there wasn't really a lot to it. I mean, like, I just was like, okay, I'll start with the army. And yeah. I, it just kind of <laughs> went from there. And then I wrote like about for about two months and then I, I went, oh gosh, I have an idea. And I just kind of rewrote some of it, but I don't really want to give away what happens. Yeah. But I will say, I don't know what the inspiration was. I just know that I was writing and all of a sudden I went, bam, we're switching things up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gears are shifting. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I don't know. But the, But I think there was more of a series inspiration than there was a book inspiration um the book story the storyline just kind of came to me as I as I went so I honestly military romances fuck me up I can't read them <laughs> shit they make me cry every fucking because you know like you know like those military coming home videos that circle around like near veterans oh, I have lived that. those videos like yeah I fucking can't watch them anymore like, every fucking time dude I cry every time time I can't handle them and I think the reason I can't read military romances is because of this one book that fucked me up forever and now I just think that all military romances are just gonna gut me so I just can't I can't well, it's uh I think that there that is true and and I, I it, there's this one when, called when I first started writing this when I decided I was gonna do this I had so many people say don't do it don't do it. People don't want that. People don't want military because it's too yeah. emotional. It hits too close. Don't do it. 
And I said, you know what? I have to because I told myself I would. So, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Fuck it. I don't that's care. That's exactly right. Fuck it. I'm doing it. And this is where I'm at. And I'm still doing it. And we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> There's this book called Absolution. And I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember who it's by. But dude, fucked me up. I was like, this shit, no. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. But you know, whatever. It was still good. Um, all right. So go ahead. I, was just gonna say, I, I, I try to keep all the emotions in my book so I think you know when you read I try to keep the humor the I try to keep the humor at the same level as the emotion like the yeah, yeah. so well everything was going smoothly in this book too you know I was like oh this is cute it's a little cute little romance this is cute I'm trying to figure some stuff out and then bam literally bam and I was like oh my god where do we go from here I'm so confused <laughs> but it was just not it was not a good time for me that happened to me was the reality of everything um, from Rebecca Yaros. Because she's the queen of doing it too. I can't. I can't. I was sobbing so, over ice cream. <laughs> me. So Andrew, aka Ranger, who is doing a training exercise in Georgia, stumbles upon Ollie, which I love that her nickname is Ollie and, and her real name is Olivia, but I like that name. I, I think that's so cute. So who she has been through, you know, like been lost for like three days. And Ollie immediately kind of has like this trust in Ranger despite all her trauma. So was there any part of their story that was really hard to write in the sense that you had these characters, like had they went through so much? Like, was any of that really hard? Um, honestly, the whole book was hard um, because everything you think you know at about 70% kind of changes in the book. And so trying to keep that, I'm trying to keep the what I wanted the, I'm trying I'm trying to explain like there I wanted there to be an impact yeah and so trying to keep that impact going but still keeping a reader's attention yeah and not confusing but I feel like you know this book can be very confusing in the first few chapters you're like really like what's going on you know yeah, like, yeah. and I kind of wanted to keep that element like I want people I can't tell you how many times people have told me I just had to keep turning because I need to know what was going on and I'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like maybe that's a good thing I don't know but it's my page reads baby <laughs> yeah, flip, it again, flip it again but um but uh I think the whole story was hard to write. Now, in terms of scenes, this, mm -hmm. there is a scene where they're in the um, hotel. They're in this hotel. And he is kind of confessing some things to her. And she is begging him to not leave her, to not go on this mission, to love yeah. her, to love her enough to not leave. And I think that was probably one of the most emotional things I wrote in the book. Yeah. Uh, I even had to tone it down because I didn't want to be known as like this lady that just like emotionally far. <laughs> yeah I didn't want to push too far I didn't want people to be like oh my god you know like yeah. but I felt like I I tried to toe the line with that and um it was very emotional for me to write I closed my computer and I cried and I think a lot of that is I lived that I mean I hate to admit yeah. it but when I was 19 and I first got married when to have kids and my husband would, would get a call now we were coast guard and that's a little different it's not like the army where they're going off to war but you still we still got calls at 2 a.m you know like yeah. 
And he'd go, hey, I got a, I got a search and rescue mis- mission. They called them SARS. We got a search and rescue mission. I got to go. How long are you going to be on? I don't know. Uh, what are you looking for? I don't know. Where are you going? I don't know. And so I lived my, I lived God, the first few years of my life just going, please. And I would say, choose me. Like, what do you mean you're not going to be here for my birthday? What do you mean? Yeah. And so I think it just kind of brought back that mentality. I mean, eventually when I got older, I was like, look. <laughs> shit. just go do your thing yeah just come kids. back safely yeah whatever yeah but, uh, <laughs> but those first years were so uh they really shaped uh, yeah that we kind of have to that's a that's a really big adjustment you know because it's not like they're leaving because you know they want to it's like genuinely they literally like life or death they fucking have to you know don't understand that I mean I married into it Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter I was like wait we just moved here I'm alone I don't have friends yet I don't have I didn't even have a dog at the time what do you mean you're leaving me you can't do that yeah and that's a really big adjustment especially for somebody you know that age and the insecurities that go along with it are you you know like I started this working this job and somebody at my job would go, well, how do you know he's really gone on the boat? How do you know he's not just getting a call? And then of course my insecure 19, 20 year old self was like, oh my God, he's not on the boat. <laughs> he's not on the boat because in the Coast Guard, especially a lot, they, you don't get like phone calls every day. You don't get to email, none of that. I mean, they're gone and you're like, you have to write down everything you did for a week. So you can be like, oh my God, look what happened while you were gone. It's not like you get a phone call. So it's just basically like buy and there's that trust there so geez so that like I said that scene I kind of tapped into my old self and I was like I used to beg him not to leave me and beg him to come home and and it was very emotional time and I think that kind of hit home with me and I shut the computer and I was like I am so stupid not me crying yeah I know right not me crying (laughs) I couldn't I couldn't imagine all right, Stevie, go. So what was your absolute favorite part of writing this story? Because it was an emotional story. Um, I, I liked when I finally got to bring the story together. I liked when everything made sense. Um, yeah. I liked bringing it all together. I liked piecing. Um, I leave hints. Now, I, if you read the book twice, I hear it's like reading a different book. Because when you're reading it the first time, you're like, what the hell? And when you're reading the second time, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, you know, because Mm -hmm. you know how it ends and you know why everything is happening the way it is. And so it's like, you know, it's like a a different story the second time around. And um, I liked writing the the scene where it all comes together. Like all comes full circle. Where I got to go. (sighs) Thank God. It's fucking did i do this right so story of my life story of my life okay so moving on to your most release which is raptor right is that how you say that all right yeah, yeah and this is another men of the military standalone this is ian and ivy story i fucking love when their names are the same letter okay so <laughs> when ivy takes a job working as a public relations representative for the raptor demo team you know, that kind of vibe. Was there anything that really inspired you wanting to continue writing military? I feel like you already answered this, wanting to continue writing military books. Yeah. Like, so I guess the better question would be, did you always know that you wanted to do like a series? Like you didn't want to just do like one book. It was book. always going to be a series. Yeah. Um, it was always going to be one book from each branch. 
And that is still true. I still have the rest of the branches um, and they were all gonna be standalones, not interconnected, no, no characters that overlap. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't, I wanted to be able to build on them later. Yeah. Um, and so per branch, if you will, and I was afraid if I overlapped on, like if you meet the character in this one and then you, then they would always be that way. And sometimes I feel like, you know, <laughs> I don't remember uh melody ann has um a coast guard book out and yeah. we were we were still in you know still in and i was like i would read it and i go god i want another coast guard book so yeah. i wanted to be able to build on these stories individually later on down the road who knows yeah. what will happen but so they are very complete standalones no characters overlapping none of that <laughs> oh my god i love that which i mean don't be wrong i love a good i love a good interconnected standalone series but I, have I, that too. I have that too I love, I love that. I love that they're all like them, you know, so you can kind of focus on like each character, each couple and not, you know, cause I mean, as a reader, well, you know, I definitely branch, I feel like each branch needed its own. I feel like, yeah, if I was doing that, yeah. And I know this sounds super corny, but like, I would say the last four years of, of my husband's career, I really got a lot of pride. Um, we were, you know the higher ranks you get the more you have to go to like these little functions and you're mm -hmm. meeting these different people and you start to really gain a respect for the all the individual um things that each each branch provides and the individuality of the people that yeah, help yeah. them choose the branch like they're not the same you're mm -hmm. not the same breed you're not going to have somebody that it's very very seldom that you're going to have the same breed of people and i felt like i needed to concentrate and hone that in just for the sake of being uh i don't even know the right word loyal true like doing know. justice to each branch yes, to do yeah, justice yeah. to it yeah okay i love that i love that <laughs> so did anything surprise you while writing ivy and ian's story um i think well see ian is like the nerd from high school and he was bullied and he, made, and he went off and made something himself. Ivy was the popular girl. She was the girl that didn't really give him the time of day. You know, mm -hmm. she she was the, the cheerleader type, the one that wanted to wear her high heels and he got shoved in lockers. Well, he goes off, makes something of himself, comes back to their hometown to lead the Raptor demonstration team. She does not realize he's the pilot until they until you know he she shows up for work now here's the thing here's what i think surprised me the forgiveness that ian gave ivy i don't think i anticipated writing it that way i thought it was going to yeah. be more of an enemies to lovers type vibe but as i went i thought i don't want Ian to be the kind of person that holds a grudge he's he's air force they're very known for being and we talked about the individuality and the personalities of each branch they're very um uh, in my uh, um, experience, they're very pragmatic. They're very, you know, yeah. It's it's a different vibe, you know. They're very um, graceful and mature, and I didn't want him to be the kind that was like, Ugh. I thought it'd take away from the appeal of his. So yeah, that yeah. Surprised, surprised me the amount of grace he gave her, as far as their past went. Like yeah, because I can hold a grudge. I don't know yeah. what branch, I don't no, know what branch. Do. I'll be like, no. 
I don't know what branch holds grudges, but I need to be in that branch. <laughs> She's like, sign her up. That would probably be the Navy. No. <laughs> Is that like an army thing? Because I got, I hope grudge is like a motherfucker. You know? I've, never, I've never met like a, like a pilot mm-hmm. that wasn't cocky and wasn't graceful. Like they're all, yeah, they yeah. all well, think about it. They fly planes. Of course. Yeah. They're, they're like, look. You know, but you got and they also got to be graceful with it too. Yes, so exactly. I mean, and yeah. I just thought like I just I don't know. I didn't anticipate that vibe. I really thought it was going to be an enemy to lovers. And then I'm like, I'm like eight chapters in, and I'm like, I just can't do. I can't make him unlikable. Really, I didn't want to make him a villain. Really, I didn't oh, want to. Wanted to keep him very classy. I love that. All right. So if you could pick one of your books or a series to become a TV slash movie, who would, which, which would you pick and who would you cast as lead roles? Okay. Well, this is easy. It would be Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would probably be like Scott Eastwood when I was writing Ranger. I'm so here for this. <laughs> I love a Scott Eastwood moment. When I was writing Ranger, I was looking up like pictures of how I wanted this guy to look and like you know like when you're in the military you have to like be very clean cut you have to to be shaved you can't have long hair you know that kind of thing and I saw this but in the army especially when you're on deployment and stuff you know you're gonna grow facial hair you're gonna have raggy hair you're gonna have this rugged look and I saw this picture and y'all have to google this it's Scott Eastwood um I don't even know what you would Google, like Scott Eastwood military, whatever. And he is in this army uniform for a movie he did. And I went, I'm just going to pretend this is, this is called Oh Ranger. my God. I'm going to pretend this is called Ranger and I'm going to pretend his name is Andrew and I'm going to pretend he found Olivia. Like, on the it was on the outpost. That was the movie he got cast as for the military. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Which one? Oh my God. I got to screenshot this one image. You know what? Oh, and there's a bunch God. of good ones, but my favorites were the ones that were taken of him when they weren't filming. Like when he was like offset and talking to the director. Let me just, like, I am here for this picture. Yes, <laughs> that, picture that picture, exactly. Like I thought, oh my God, he's the perfect age. He's Wait, got oh that my God. Let me just send these in the chat real quick. Look at this freaking picture. Oh my god. Listen, I have a weakness for men who wear their hats like this. Oh my shut up. Shut get out of here. I just sent it in the chat. You can check it. I shut up. That picture is to die for. I want that on a cover image, please. God, I can't tell you how many times I was like, God, I wish I wish Scott Eastwood was available for <laughs> he's got, like he's wearing like a backwards flat bill, but he's in like army gear. Yes, and he's got the um is this the, the one like, that just scrub. popped up on mine? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes, and he's got the scruff and he's got his vest on. You know, he looks like he's oh my god. Ready to go to war. And... I can't. That's hot. All right, okay. Who for the girl? I don't know. <laughs> me um i think me <laughs> i could learn to act yeah yeah me too good show especially if scott eastwood was my was my Co- other actor yeah, 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 yeah. make it work i don't know i don't really know to be honest with you i love how we all imagine the guys but the girls is like <laughs> Yeah, anybody. And I think because I, women, when we're reading, we kind—I mean, I know for me, I, 
picture myself. Yeah, I'm that girl in all the books. I'm like, "Mm." it's me. I will say, if you're putting him in a movie with somebody, hands down, always put Britt Robertson next to him because they were freaking phenomenal in the um the longest ride together. They were their chemistry is so good. Yeah, I'm not a big movie buff, but I did watch. So I had so obviously I'm aware of like the sacrifices that military, you know, people in the military make and stuff like that. Super thankful. I have family who's been in the military. I had friends I went to high school with that are currently serving. And so like obviously I was aware of the sacrifices made, right? But like, you know, I honestly, I obviously don't have like the firsthand experience, A, because I didn't serve in the military and B, I don't have like a spouse or, you know, somebody super close to me that does it. So I don't experience it on a day-to-day basis. However, this, okay. Have you guys ever watched the movie Lone Survivor? Mm-mm. Oh my God. It's got Mark. It's got Mark Wahlberg in it. Well, if it has Mark Wahlberg, I'll give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, got Mark, it's got Mark Wahlberg in it. Um, Taylor Keish, he's in it too. And it's like a group of like five guys. That's four my guys. Man from Chicago. Isn't Taylor Keish the one from Chicago Fire? Nah, he's also from Friday Night Lights. But basically, it's it's a true it's a true story based on like Navy SEALs that are basically they're deployed on a mission of surveillance and are, you know, to take out a Taliban leader. And they get like spotted and they're all alone. They have nobody, they have no backup. They can't get their, you know, equipment to work. Nothing. They have nothing. We're talking about the lone survivor. It's the one about, about the modern. That's literally what I just fucking said. It's a real life story. They're actually so it's literally that's are you not listening? Did you not listen to anything I just fucking said? No, I it's based off a true story about Marcus Luttrell, who's basically the only. It's not a spoiler because everybody knows, but he's the only one who survives at the end. And watching that movie gave me such a like. It felt so. I cry. I cry every time I watch it because I'm like, damn. Because at the end. They show you real pictures of these people with their spouses. Well, you know, like three of them died, like a bunch of them died, actually. But Marcus is the only one who lived. And it shows the pictures of, you know, these other people that died with like pictures of their spouses and their kids. And I'm just like, everybody shut up. I am crying. It's so bad. So it gave me like a very real like moment where I was like, damn, that actually happened. Like, holy shit. People yeah. actually experience that stuff. And it's just a I new think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't see that. I, and I, I, like I said, I saw it firsthand because even though we were Coast Guard, we lived on, you know, a lot of bases. We were around a lot of branches. And um, you see, and it, not just that, but we lived it ourselves because, like I said, a lot of people are like, Coast Guard, is that even military? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust you me. never watched that movie? That one movie where, what's his name? The dude who's married to Mila Kunis. What's his name? Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's Coast Guard, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That shit's scary. No, thank you. No, it is. But the thing is, is a lot of things you don't even realize that military goes through. And it's like, for instance, um, there was at least, I would probably say seven months broken up into two different times when we didn't even get paid like we didn't get paid and so a lot of people are like oh you know military has this and oh that oh but it's sad because they have to do this yeah but it's sad and it's an emotional lifestyle and there's a lot going on and there's a lot of theatrics really if you will because there's 
you know, people see all those emotions, but what you don't see is, is them going to work every day and not getting paid. Yeah, um, crazy. Because if they don't want to pay, if, you know, they don't have to, but you still have to show up for work. And I mean, we lived that I and mean, we went, gosh, I would say when we were in Virginia, we went four months without a paycheck. Um, That's insane. Because of like the shutdowns and stuff. And they'll say, yeah. oh, we're going to pay the military. Everybody's like, yeah, but you're getting paid. I said, no, 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 no. See, that's another thing. Everybody thinks it's all under one group. It's not, you know, the army and everything that that falls under the Department of Defense. And I don't want to get on some tangent about like, like <laughs> about our history lesson here. Yeah. But like, there's just what I'm what I'm trying to say is there's so much to it that people don't see, and it's it's hard. It is a oh. hard, hard lifestyle where you have absolutely no control no yeah. control, no say so no nothing and you're just kind of like okay okay kudos to you because i couldn't do it takes fucking i could not but you know thank you for your husband's service and for your service of you know being there with him yeah, we're, we're glad to be done we're glad to be done <laughs> <laughs> all right cb you take the last one so what is next for 2022 Okay, so well, I guess let's stay on my military tangent. I um, I just finished my next military release. It was not planned for this early in 2022, but um, I don't know what happened when I finished Raptor. I was like, I got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to rearrange some things, um, <laughs> my schedule, but I finished it to yesterday. I finished it yesterday. Congratulations! Thank you. And, um, and so this will be the first time I say the name of it and the name of it will be recon. It's my Marine branch. I love a Marine. I love a Marine. I love it. I was debating. I was like, when is this going to air? What are we going to say? And I was like, no, it's, let's just say it. So recon will be coming out in late February. And I am very, very excited about this one. This one is I think more than look this is my 10th book recon is my 10th book and I think more than anything I you can see my growth you can see my heart you yeah. can see I never been in the marines I'm, sh- I'm sure that's there's a lot that I don't know mm-hmm. um of course but I really did some research and I love a creative liberties I took some creative liberties to try to you know piece together a really good story and I am beyond excited so i'll start releasing some teasers here pretty soon and so excited i love them rain mm, they're just dirty and nasty and just like <laughs> and just like, like sign her up i just feel like marines are just like they're not afraid to get dirty like you know how like the air force they're graceful i feel like marines exactly. are the complete opposite of that shit they're, they're like i will here. everything up that is how I feel like a marine is. That is exactly right. So ah, I know so I can live in Georgia. We were near um, Kings Bay, um, the base over there. I can't remember if it was a joint base or not, but they had Marines and Navy. And so when we were stationed over there, me and a friend used to go walk the track on the base. And there was some like, some things that happened and we we weren't involved but the husband's commander this is another thing that people don't realize you know is we got called in like we were in trouble we're like no we're civilians leave us alone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, hi 
highly suggested we don't walk the track because it was too close to the marine barracks <laughs> we were like because they're fucking crazy that's, that's exactly <laughs> what he said look i'm gonna be real they're he fucking said, crazy they're they're trained differently they, they he said they're they, trying to go in fuck shit up and leave <laughs> exactly right. he goes they're trained differently they don't think before they act they don't want them to think before they act and Action. the track runs right along the next to the barracks just find somewhere else to walk and we were like are you serious i just feel like marines are like so the way that i mean i i could be completely wrong but i feel like okay so like army i feel like is is gin like like marines except they think a little bit first like a little bit more tactically but yeah. the marines are the ones that you send in where you're like this is what you need to do go fucking don't think about it don't don't second guess it just fucking do it and they're like, they're like okay, yeah okay yeah. You, know, you know the friend that jumps off the bridge first that's yeah. a marine you know and then the army's like the army's like the one that's like if you know your friend in the marines jumps off a bridge are you gonna jump off of it too well i guess that's army i will if i'm in the marines but the marines the <laughs> friend that jumped first or i will if i'm in the army but if i'm in the air force i'm gonna think about it and probably yeah, go maybe oh, that was a, stupid maybe there's a different way we can do that you know <laughs> yeah I mean, but yeah Marines let me get my pain and then yeah. we will figure it out <laughs> so i think moral of the story i think i should be in the marines that's basically <laughs> what i think that needs to happen there you Is go we found your we found your we found my branch, found yeah. my branch. <laughs> fuck it that's well, I'm gonna wing it. That's my motto. <laughs> it's a marine. I feel like that should be my author. Um, I've been trying to think of um, what do you call them? Like a, a tagline. Yeah, like a tagline. I've been trying to think of something, and I'm like, I think my tagline should be like, "Look, I'm just over here winging it. Like I'm just winging <laughs> just it, winging it." I love it. I All right, know what's going on? I'm gonna let you take reading questions because I have to go pee so bad. Okay. I, I'm going to try and make it through writing questions, but that shit's not going to work. So take it away with reading questions. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So what book has your favorite cover? Now, this could be one of yours or somebody else's. Ooh, um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I read over, like, that question when you sent it to me. And I was like, <laughs> that is the most impossible answer. Because I, I, I will say I like the bare chest covers if I, I i don't have a favorite but i like that i like that <laughs> i too like that but i also am a sucker for special editions because any author who releases special editions i'll buy like all of them oh good that's good to know let me write that like <laughs> like well all my authors were uh, well cat is the only one that's done it right the second but she's got discrete covers that dropped she's got a book box one that's sitting up there and all her regular ones and i have all of them <laughs> yeah i mean i love i don't know i i like all i don't know that's, that's just a crazy that's a crazy question uh, but i am drawn to covers with good looking men on them yeah i can get down with that i do i do have a thing for good looking men on books that's probably why i think raptor is my favorite i actually have a problem i used to have a problem with putting faces because i'm like no let's let's envision it the way i want to envision it because i've literally not picked the book because i didn't think the like the model was very good looking um and so when i first started i was like i want to stay away from that i don't want to be judged based on i want you to be able to envision who you want to envision so um raptor was actually well besides pretty boy and that don't count because that was a series and we all had like a vibe on that right but raptor was the first one where i chose 
the model I chose that his face was going to show that he's going to have no shirt. Like I was like, oh, here we go. So, and, and, and recon's cover is same way. You can see his face, no shirt. So maybe I'll, maybe I'm growing up. I don't know. <laughs> so what attracts you to a book then the cover the or the recommendation from a, per, from somebody else or the title? Um, the blurb really the blurb yeah. um i gotta i gotta make sure that it's something that i'm gonna i can <laughs> i can read i have no triggers but there's some things that i'm just like i, I am not in the mood <laughs> i'm a mood reader so blurbs definitely play a huge role when I, you're, am when you're... Too. I am too and i think that's a good way to describe it i'm a mood reader so i have to read the blurb I feel like Stevie's lying. If it says if it says secret baby, Stevie's gonna that, punch that too. If if you matter. do put secret baby on there, like as like the trope, I will read it. She really? will. Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I matter. am a sucker for secret baby and surprise babies. I don't care. Everybody else can hate them. I love them. I I don't I don't mind them. Like I said, I don't really have any one thing that I'd stay away from or. I mean, my books are not considered very dark, but I love reading a good, really dark book mm, mm, mm. mj's but like I can't, here read mine <laughs> but i gotta be in the mood for it like i just can't and honestly and back to my military life it stems from that i used to read as therapy and i would be like i can't when my husband was home i would read all the dark and dirty i wanted to and then when he was gone i'd be like i'm too emotional <laughs> i can't do this <laughs> i need some laughs and i would like head over to max monroe and <laughs> just be like, right calm, yeah give it to me <laughs> oh my gosh they were on here and they were hysterical oh my gosh they are literally and I, i've said this in other forums but they literally have molded the style of writing that i do i always have to have an element of humor mm -hmm. uh, because i feel like sometimes my books my books don't get dark but they get kind of gritty at times and I always have to have that little element that moment where people are like okay okay <laughs> i do too but mine's just an element of dark humor <laughs> <laughs> like there's this there's this part like and it's hot it's the most it's one of, it's the second most highlighted quote in my first dark romance book and it is so fucking funny to me that this is the one they highlighted one of the characters one of the one of these people are like what is wrong with you and one of the characters is like as a unit too much to get into <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i i implement dark humor a lot like there's there's one where it's like um they're like getting into it or some shit like that and one of them's like, you know, like, oh, don't be sad because like mommy and daddy didn't love you. And like one of them, one of their parents is a serial killer. And uh, they like, he, he like replies, he like comes back with something and he's like, let's not get into daddy issues today, American Psycho. Okay. Like, uh, let's not, let's not go there. But yeah, that's like the most highlighted quote in the book. And I used to, I thought that was the funniest fucking shit ever. So I implement dark humor, which is still humor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if my brain can dive that deep. I love reading it. I love reading it. But when it comes to writing it, I'll be like, okay, so I have one book that is considered in the dark. And that's my co-write with Zoe Drake. It's um, Dirty Monsters. Mm -hmm. And it's probably my dirtiest book. And it's probably my, my darkest book. And first of all, when you write off brand, it's different. And so I don't know <laughs> if I'll do it again. My 
like it was fun it was fun to prove that I could but my brain just I just wanted to add puppies and and like (laughs) and and the thing is is I just wanted to add puppies I just I don't know I could it's not that I couldn't it's just that my brain I live in some weird la la land I don't know I'm over here like we should go to Disney and buy puppies and and do whatever and like it's not that my books don't have that grittiness to them I think in every book I've written I have that that villain that I really have to like but I draw the line like and Lori um reads there are lines (laughs) I, I draw the line because because I actually had a lot of people see in in when I'm writing I have very loyal readers when I wrote Dirty Monsters they were like eh, it has triggers you know, that's not your style we would rather skip that one yeah. and so I and I don't think that's that's an issue I just think that when you put your trust that's not in your author, target audience exactly I think when you start a certain way and you put and you get readers and you get their trust you don't want to break it by and so I I just stay with my vibe and and sometimes I'm like but I shattered them bitches with that trust I shattered yeah because MJ goes from writing hockey romance to well in my defense i will say that my hockey romance is it's not i would say it's on the darker scale of hockey romance like it's very angsty like it's not rom-com or anything like that and i've dealt with like darker trigger issues in my hockey romance and stuff like that but it was mainly contemporary and i always knew that dark romance is where i wanted to go so i was like now's the time bitches here we go that's me like i think most of them they're very contemporary but they're i wouldn't really classify them as rom-com even though they have you know some in the games we play my very first book which is an mfm um there's a, you know a kidnapping and uh there's there's a her ex tracks her down and, and physically assaults her and there's those moments there's definitely the elements and that's why that's why it's kind of like i i don't i don't i don't even know how i'd classify how i write i just all the feels all the feels thankfully most of my previous readers crossed over and they trusted and now i'm like well now you can't trust me at all because it's gonna be dark so who knows what i'm gonna do yeah (laughs) lori reads as i go and she kind of like i call her my cheerleader reader she's just like okay it's so good and i wake up the next morning and i'm like oh my god she left me the cutest note i got i just want to write some more and (laughs) And so it's, it's very encouraging, but she'll say, oh, you got to take this a little further. You got to take this a little further. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> you can't I want to go any further. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go any further. And, but, uh, but she's learned uh, and we've learned and we've all learned that I, I have my loyal readers and I want to stay true to them right now, right now. I'm still pretty new at this, you know, and I yeah. think right now I just want to I need to get all the stories out of my head first before I can start trying to venture. No, another uh, there are no lines with MJ. There are no lines. There is no line. I won't cross. Lines don't exist. I can't cross. There's a line I won't cross when I'm reading. Like, no line I, I won't cross. Like death of babies, um, children, and I'm not talking about like the mention of it. I'm talking about like anything graphic. But I, I just I can't handle that. Like no, but. Don't read the Lazarus. <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't. Don't read the Lazarus. I didn't kill a kid or anything like that. But there has been, there was a review where this lady was like, I mean, I thought I took it as a compliment because I wanted it to be like that. I'm gonna classify myself as gothic romance, dark gothic romance, and like 
minimum like miniature horror romance because it gets pretty gory and like there was a there was a review where they were like loved it it was so good but there was like some detail in like the gory scenes that I had to like skip over because I didn't want to like I don't I didn't need that much detail about you know and I was like yeah I want you to cringe that's the whole point. ranger and ranger um there's a scene where they go overseas and like it was originally way more detailed like it was kind of like there was some a little bit of gore and then it hit me I don't want to have I don't want to I do I love writing that stuff that's uh, so and I love reading it I have no problem with <laughs> it. I just don't want to I want to always have the trust like I said of my readers and them to know what they're getting from me and you're better than me me all feels gonna be you're you're better than me psa any of mj's readers i am not that same person <laughs> sorry you're just gonna have well, to i would probably be in the air force then you're gonna have to trust <laughs> me or not i got it under control though you're gonna like it your way because i've overthought trust me. overthink it but like i said i did do dirty monsters and it's i think it's really good and yeah we really took it when we hit on a lot of hard subjects mm-hmm. um and I we we put the triggers on there and I had a lot there of people, I had I had more people than not tell me like my loyal readers tell me they're gonna skip it because of the triggers and I, was, I understand well, I understand and so I think and 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 honestly I do understand because that is a mood you know we just said we're mood readers you know like what yeah you know writers are different but readers i get that and so i understand all right stevie next question ma'am who are some of your favorite authors to read okay well um callie rose and eden summers by far my top two (laughs) love both of them i have for years um max monroe for sure um and what's funny about callie have y'all read callie rose or eden summers I have not. I don't think I have either. Both of theirs are completely opposite from what I write. And that's what I think draws me to it. Like, I don't know if I can write it, but I can read the shit out of it. And I love it. (laughs) I love that dark, their darkness. And I love how far they take things. And I love their wrists. And I love, but I will tell you, if Callie Rose was to ever write something that didn't fit that vibe that I'm used to getting from her, I'd probably be like, really? Really? This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> Leave that to Max Monroe. Girl, I need the, I I need need the blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's me when I'm reading. That's me. And Where? honestly, that's the point I was trying to make with me. I was like, I, I'm, you know, you find your vibe, you find your niche and you're like, okay. I'll so I don't, yeah yeah don't come at me now but now with that being said if max monroe comes at me and they start chopping heads and arms off i'm gonna be upset as well i need to know <laughs> that the the mood i'm in uh, depending on what i need so i totally understand 100 i'm the same way so we're going to all right that's your last reading question right yes okay so we're gonna shift gears and go to writing questions so are you a plotter a pantser or like somewhere in between I am completely a pantser from just our conversation. <laughs> I, I, I know a general, I know the names of these people and I know, 
like maybe I plot the first chapter where I'm like, okay, how's this gonna start? And even then, I don't even know if I do that. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I just kinda, I'm like, all right, we're gonna. And I have a general idea of like maybe two things I know is gonna happen, and the rest is just me like waking Wing up it. every day, going, all right, what's happening today? And so I could never. I wish I could do that. I admire anybody who can pants. So hats off to you. I tried plotting once. I did, and it. I don't even know how to be honest with you. I don't know. <laughs> I wrote chapter one something you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something happened and then I just wrote all these little dots and then I said chapter five shit gets real I mean I literally wrote that shit gets real I love that I love that. <laughs> and I was like I don't think I'm doing this right I'm screw it there is no right or wrong way to plot so I'm a plotter I totally understand it, but at the same time, I can never be a pantser, so I admire you for being able to do that. Because <laughs> I couldn't plot to save my life. <laughs> so do you have any, like, interesting writing quirks? Like, when you sit down to write, like, do you have to be, like, eating Twizzlers or, like, wearing a certain pair of socks or something weird? No, but I do um, have this awful habit of scratching my face when like in between like when I take my hands off my keyboard my hands go to my face yeah yeah so this sounds so stupid and just posted about this the other day in my group but I literally will put band-aids on my face to keep myself to keep my hands I'm like time to write (laughs) (laughs) start more paint but it's like band-aids yeah or I put like a scarf or something on I'm like I gotta keep my hands off my face I'm gonna break out it's gonna be awful but like it's just a bad habit it's like I scratch like you know like what am I trying to think and I get it. I bite my fingernails, so I get it. Oh my gosh, I don't do that, but I I, I do major quirks. I don't eat, I don't drink usually when I'm writing, but I I like to touch my face and scratch my head. I like That's the first time we've heard that one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> check that as like a first for us. All right. So um what do you like to do when you're not writing? Uh well, like I said, I live in South Florida and Lucky. um so we like to do beach days, boat days. Um, I've got two girls that I homeschool, so that's a whole, <laughs> Ooh, whole another ball game. Yeah, that's a whole another ball game that of of crazy. So we um, they're always here. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know, just hanging out with them, mostly beach and boat days. We like to take the boat out and swim and hey I like that it's a lot cooler than what I do when I'm not writing so that's cool (laughs) what do I do yeah I sleep (laughs) well I do that too I do that too sleep when I'm in the midst of writing I feel like I only get like four or five hours of sleep when I'm writing in the middle of a manuscript and then when i'm not writing dude i'm getting a good 10 hours i don't well, even I or she's or she's today. recording podcast episodes yeah. yesterday i finished recon and um i finished at like 11 a.m and i went in there and i had a little some a little lunch my husband was home and taking care of the girls homeschool stuff yesterday and so went there ate a little lunch and then i got full recon was done i was like oh my god and i just was like i just on the couch <laughs> I, I was like what's wrong with you i was like i think the 
I think the anxiety, the rush, the everything that co- that you go through when you're writing, when you finally write the end, you're like, yep. now I'm gonna go well, take a shot of vodka and go nap on the couch, no. and watch the Great British Baking Show. That's no. what I do. <laughs> you just watched me, like, did you tap into my cameras? <laughs> I have to. I balance out my darkness with like fluffy TV shows, like the Great British Baking Show. It's like, oh yeah, I just chopped somebody's body up. It's now let's so go crazy watch these. How, like, it's so crazy. So funny because I will write the fluffiest scene ever, and then I'll go watch something really dark and crazy. I love and I'm like, I do watch Criminal Minds. I watch. I've watched Criminal Minds so many times. It's insane right now. insane but you know whatever works okay so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to google for a book Hmm. we're waiting for the time that somebody can outdo sarah and rachel's answer on this podcast it has not been outdone yet i doubt i you know they're they're good friends of mine i doubt i outdo (laughs) them um when we hung out at shameless i realized that i would never outdo them in this (laughs) this question they Um, but I don't honestly I don't know (laughs) all my stuff is like normal shit like uh what's the name of an e5 in the marines like that's yeah yeah yeah. like like, that's 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 um with my my sports series um I'm a sports fanatic and I I am my brother played professional football and I will literally call him be like hey I need I need to know what a play is or I need to know you know he's my google and so I don't know if I've actually googled anything weird weird I just but I I have different methods I I text all right that works okay so Sarah Kate and Rachel take the sticky they get they got the cake they still got it well in their defense yeah Butter my ass. It was literally butter my ass. It um, was, can you, can l- butter be used as lube? And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. So I knew that um, because, I mean, I, I didn't know if they had upped it since, but when we were all at Shameless together, um, we were sitting around the table in the backyard of the house we had. And that was, that was the topic of conversation. Like we were all sitting there trying to decipher whether butter could be used as lube or why not? Or what else could it be? And um, butter cannot be used, can be used as lubricant, but you're going to give your chick a yeast infection from hell. Dude. We all put our two cents in and um, Greek yogurt yeah. would have been a good, I, I offered Greek yogurt. We all said yogurt. How about some Greek yogurt? <laughs> Because, you know, Greek yogurt has healthy bacteria. And yeah, some people say that when an old, <laughs> an old wives tale is, is that if you have a yeast infection, you put, Greek, you yogurt. put Greek yogurt down there because it, you know, has healthy bacteria that, you know, and takes away the- about so much. And I, I, I'm telling you, I, I knew when y'all told me that I, I, that was going to be what y'all told me. <laughs> all right so unless they've upped themselves since um, they have they, could, they probably could have they did just write five so i'm yeah. ready for it whatever it is i mean who I knows know. what else is gonna come out of the book. i know right no i know I, that's that they were still writing that when we were all hanging out and that's what they were talking about it's gonna be at the dinner table what what's gonna go what down do? I like, yeah i don't know a candle I- a candle <laughs> No, oh my God, help me, Jesus. Okay, so 
trope questions yeah this is our favorite portion of questions we love this one however it is the last portion sadly but what is your favorite trope to write and why well it's definitely sports sports romance um like i said that's where i started my game series is four books deep four and a half books deep i have a little novella but um i have a fifth one that's going to come out in 2022 i love baseball i love football and i feel like if i was to ever be in one of my books it would have to be my sports books like i would want i want to be like in the crowd going good job honey like (laughs) (laughs) you want to live that life all the girls looking around me like that bitch and i'm like yeah that's right i am that bitch yeah that's right (laughs) love it all right, so you take the next one. What is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Um, this is kind of like, I would definitely like to get into, well, first of all, I'd like to get into different sports. I would love to start um, a soccer series. I don't know if that counts because I've already written sports, but I know very little about soccer. I just know we have a team in Miami and when we go, it's really fun. And I'm always going, Ooh, we need, I need to write about them. Um, the well, other David Beckham moment. Well, uh, David Beckham owns that team in Miami too. So yep. it's, yeah. So even I know this, my family's from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, oh yeah yeah that's where the stadium is in Fort Lauderdale we go down there and watch the games and well, I'm into it um <laughs> but I think outside of sports and outside of the military um I, I would I would like to do maybe some small town stuff oh um, yeah I kind of like I okay so I kind of like to touch on things that I don't really gravitate towards mm-hmm. as a reader and I never really liked um like the virgin trope but I have a virgin book my third book in the game series and I think I did it on purpose I was like I'm gonna make this work I'm gonna make me love it you know and I would like to keep doing that I never was really big on the small town but the more I think about it the more I'm like ooh, some I love a good version me too I love a good virgin trope every once in a while it makes me relive my virgin moment that was shitty as fuck and I'm like I want to remember me losing my virginity (laughs) the best the best virgin scene ever I'm not even joking Saffron Kent has a book called Medicine Man and she loses her virginity inside of a psych ward and I was like that's how I want to remember mine (laughs) you know (laughs) I have lost my virginity to Dr. Simon Blackwell, who's a psychiatrist and is treating me. And I had lost my V card in a psych ward. (laughs) And I kind of want to go read that. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. She's a patient. He's the psychiatrist. They fall in love. It's so good. It's an age gap. It's amazing. I loved that book. I do like a good age gap. I probably won't attempt it, but I, I've gotten to where I love reading it. I don't know if I'll write it. I love reading it. I, <laughs> right, used, so- I used to like to. It's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy how much you change. Like as you, yeah. Well, and not only that, but there used to be when I was just reading mm-hmm. that. I, I was a whole different place. Like I said, mood reader. I had to be in a certain mood. I didn't read things that were too deep, too emotional 
during deployment times when you know but when i don't know it's hard to explain now as a writer i'm like there is no line for as far as reading as far as reading goes yeah yeah read it i mean i still got to be in the right mood but there's no lines there i just no lines same i want to figure it all out and so i (laughs) i used to not read the age gap now i'm now i'm like oh yeah Love that too. Yeah. Oh, yep, that too. Oh, yep, that too. On my list, just I don't ever X anything. Add to cart. Add to cart. Yeah, I don't ever. There's no <laughs> X anymore. Now I'm like. <laughs> so, what is one trope you'll never write, and why? <sighs> probably um, anything. I know the same. Like, uh, probably anything that um, Rachel and Sarah have written in four and five. <laughs> <laughs> so reverse harem no i i will totally do reverse hero but like blood like all that i don't know i say that but kelly <laughs> kelly does a good job of writing it like <laughs> i just don't know if that's me i don't think i'll do paranormal i don't i can't i love reading that too see what i'm saying i don't I, there's nothing i'm sitting here like i love paranormal i love a good vampire <laughs> me too. and tried to get into the shifters i really did i tried and i'm not wrong i like a good you know every once in a while i'll sit down and i'll read like a werewolf you know and i tried to get into the shifters and then i you know and i was in a mood for a minute and i was reading all these werewolf books and then kendall started giving me coo- like cougars and they started giving me lions and i was like okay i'm drawing a line i'm drawing a line i think my only problem with that trope is like that they're naked all the time and it's not that i don't like them naked it's just that i think it takes away from the impact of when they like i like to read when they have sex of, yeah. yeah i like to read the scenes where they're shedding each other's clothes and but if you're naked all the time it's just naked yeah like yeah, so i like a good werewolf i like a good werewolf shifter especially like the rejected mate one i love that i love a good werewolf moment but i tell you right now there is nothing better than a cold fucking pale vampire that wants to drink my blood that is ellie has both of those she's got the faded mate and the rejected mate series and then she's got her vampire series vampire wars and i'm i'm all about it i'm like yep that's I love a good vampire in my top 10 but i don't think i'll ever write it i don't know <laughs> we'll see if i do mine will be like mine will be a genie you know i'll have some some have <laughs> pink clothes on and <laughs> i love it it'll be like it'll be like a it'll be like a like a happy paranormal <laughs> and she'll like she'll like blink and the ball will go over the outfield fence and home run and she's helping him out i don't know <laughs> oh my god paranormal paranormal sports out of it keep me out of it (laughs) all right cb you take the last question okay if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story sports like i said earlier (laughs) all right i want to be the fan over there with my my boyfriend's jersey on and i want to be like (laughs) (laughs) i want to be that person like and I want to be the envy of all 60,000 people in that stadium. In the stadium, yeah. When the camera hits me, I'm like, 
That is, that is such a good one. That's a good trope. I like that. That's a, good, that's a good selection. All right. So that's our last question for you. However, you've been such a great guest. This has been so much fun. I've had so much Thank fun. Thank you so much for coming on and joining us. Um, I'm going to leave you a few minutes here to talk about if you have an upcoming release or like a sale coming up or anything like that. Floor is yours for the next little bit. And uh, yeah, and then we'll say goodbye. All right. Well, um, first of all, thank y'all. This has been so much fun. Um, I have recon coming out at the end of February. Like I said, by the time this, this is basically where I'm announcing that at, because um, I have not actually, I probably won't post it until next week. So this will be anybody that listens to this will know recon's coming out at the end of February. Um, I also am in the Bray anthology. I will be signing um, in May in Columbus, Ohio, and then going to Romancing Nola. Bitch, we're going to meet each other in New Orleans. I'm Well, she's in the group chat, you weirdo. Oh, you were the one who popped in and were like, hey, I'm writing right now. If I don't say anything, it's to be that, right? Was that you? No, was no, she was all out there. <laughs> Or she fucking listen ignore me just ignore me dude ignore no, me. rachel was the one who said that she was writing and she just like, kind of sits back and watches got it got it got it was i was the one at gym that had <laughs> that my daughter's gym when y'all were having that conversation <gasps> oh and yeah I was like oh my god i was embarrassing myself and i'm like well this is just who i am <laughs> like this is what's happening <laughs> i embarrass myself every day um <laughs> just walk around it's gonna be cool i just need to walk around with a sign that says i'm sorry but um i will be signing at those two events and i'm very excited i am also got the anthology piece coming out which is chloe and eric story from raptor so anybody that's read raptor there's these two side characters um they have they finally find love together um and it's a little short story in that book so that's coming out and i'm real excited about that just just to be a part of it um and then um i'll have another games book coming out and i'm hoping oh and i'm in the man of the month um the man of the month series so august 15th will be love bites and that's my contribution to the man of the month club and um it takes place in this fictitious mountain town and so um we all picked a um like a holiday or some sort of national day um i picked national mosquito day and so love bites will be coming (laughs) august 15th i just could not bring myself to be normal that is fucking epic. <laughs> pick like the most normal holidays, and then you have Katie who's gonna like love bite this Valentine's and oh National Beer Day, and I'm like mosquitoes. It is. <laughs> I don't know what is my problem. So, I love it, but I committed to it. The cover's already done. I'm like, well, shit. So <laughs> I mean, you and then I have February because then you could have had National Margarita Day. Is, well, she gonna get, had... is she going to get malaria? <laughs> <laughs> you know, August is full of like really cool days. Even National Coast Guard Day is, um, or the Coast Guard's birthday is in August. 
I picked none of that. None of that. The romance, uh, it's romance month, national romance month. None of that. None of that. <laughs> yes. Malaria. Itchy bites. I was yeah. like, does that say national mosquito day? That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> and I like that you tied it into the title, Love Bites. I love it. I am ridiculous. So anyways, I also have another world I'm a part of. Um, but we have not announced that yet. It'll be, I think we're announcing in February and, but my book will release in 2022. So that's another, um, release for me. So, I mean, that that's, that's a lot. <laughs> it's exciting though. And congratulations. We're and excited. You know, quite frankly, um, who knows what else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see what you do. I'm winging it. I'm winging yeah. it. Well, we're excited to see what you come up with and, you know, what happens. And thank you so I'm much. Been see what those guest. mosquitoes do. Oh We've, you've been such a great guest. And uh, we want to thank you again for joining us. And we hope to chat with you again soon. Well, thank you all so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun.